Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're going Beya Daf Lamed Gimel, the fourth parak Mevi. So the few topics we're going to focus on. The Gemara presents Malchokasim about using wood for purposes other than kindling. Regarding using a chizra, a pointed branch, as a spit, Rav Nachman prohibits it, but Rav Sheshes permits it. The Gemara explains that with regard to a moist branch, everyone agrees that it's prohibited. Rashi explains that a moist branch is not suitable for use as firewood, and it would therefore be muksa, even according to Rav Sheshes. They disagree about a dry one. Rav Nachman, who prohibits it, would tell you, well, wood was not permitted to be used except for kindling. But Rav Sheshes, Rav Mitzvah, would tell you, what's the difference between roasting it by using it as a spit and roasting with its coals after it's kindled? Rashi explains that since it may be handled to be used as firewood, it may be handled to be used as a spit. Others say that everyone agrees that a dry one is mutter, and the only disagree regarding a moist one. Rav Nachman would say it's not suitable for kindling, whereas Rav Sheshes would say that it's not muksa hachazila hasagadol, because it's suitable to kindle in a large fire. The lacha is that a dry branch is mutter as a spit, but a moist one is aser. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, Rabbi Ezra says, Nota adam kisim A person may take a sliver of wood from that which is before him, to pick his teeth. The more examines whether wood may be splintered to slivers on Yantiv for this use. Rav Yudah said, Items which are suitable for foods of an animal. The prohibition of perfecting a kli doesn't apply to them. Rashi brings the examples of trimming hay or leaves of reeds on Shabbos to use as a toothpick. The Ron explains that these materials are soft enough for an animal to eat and anything made from them would not be a lasting item. Therefore, the prohibition of perfecting a cleave from them has not been violated. Rav Kahana challenged Rav Yehuda from a rice of the taught that one may not clip fragrant wood to pick his teeth, and if he did clip it, he's chayv achatas. Rav Yehuda answered that the rice is referring to hardwood, which is not suitable for animal food. And point number three, was taught in the rice, one may gather hay or slivers of wood from the chatzar to kindle a fire, because everything in the chatzar is considered prepared and not provided he does not make piles of hay and wood. Rabbi Shim permits making piles. Now the Gemara explains Malchokas. The Tanakhama holds that it's prohibited to make piles because it looks as if he's gathering hay and wood for the next day and for the day after that. Whereas Rabbi Shimon holds that it's permitted to make piles because his pot proves his intention. Since he's collecting hay and wood for use as firewood, and people see that he's ready to cook, they'll realize that he's collecting these piles for immediate use. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara presents Mokokasim about using wood for purposes other than kindling. Regarding using a chizra, a pointed branch as a spit, Rav Nakam prohibits it, but Rav Sheshes permits it. The Gemara explains that with regard to a moist branch, everyone agrees that it's prohibited. Rush explains that a moist branch is not suitable for use as firewood and would therefore be muksa even according to Rav Sheshis. They disagree about a dry one. Rav Nachman, who prohibits, would tell you, wood was not permitted to be used except for kindling. But Rav Sheshis, who permits it, would tell you, what's the difference between roasting with it by using it as a spit and roasting with its coals after it's kindled? Rush explains that since it may be handled to be used as firewood, it may be handled to use as a spit. Others say that everyone agrees that a dry one is mutter, and the only disagree regarding a moist one. Rav Nachman would say it's not suitable for kindling, whereas Rav Sheshes would say that it's not muksa, ha-chazil, ha 
because it's suitable to kindle in a large fire. The luck is that a dry branch is mutter as a spit, but a moist one is usher. Pointing to the next Mishnah Sage, Rabbi Ezra says, Note that Adam Kisim Mashalafan, a person may take a sliver of wood from that which is before him, to pick his teeth. The Gemara examines whether wood may be splintered to slivers on Yanta for this use. But Yudah said, Items which are suitable for foods of an animal. The prohibition of perfecting a cleat doesn't apply to them. Rashi brings the examples of trimming hay or leaves of reeds on Shabbos to use as a toothpick. The run explains that these materials are soft enough for an animal to eat, and anything made from them would not be a lasting item. Therefore, the prohibition of perfecting a cleat from them has not been violated. Rakan had challenged Rabbi Yudah from a Bryce of the taught that one may not clip fragrant wood to pick his teeth in Katamo Chayv Chattas, and if he did clip it, he's Chayv Chattas. Reviewed answered that the Bryce was referring to hardwood, which is not suitable for animal food. And point number three was taught in a Bryce of Madlik. One may gather hay or slivers of wood from the Chatzar to kindle a fire, because everything in the Chatzar is considered prepared and not muksa. Provided he doesn't make piles of hay and wood, but Rabbi Shimon permits making piles. The Gemara explains the Malchokas. The Tanakhama holds that it's prohibited to make piles because it looks as if he's gathering hay and wood for the next day and for the day after that. Whereas Rabbi Shimon holds that it's permitted to make piles because his pot proves his intention. Since he's collecting hay and wood for use as firewood, and people see that he's ready to cook, they'll realize that he's collecting these piles for immediate use. All right, so now we got our Simver Daf Lamed Gimel, and our standard Simmon is related to leg, but we use a peg-leg pirate to make it a more distinct, a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay watches men collect piles of wood in the chatzar to be used immediately for kindling a fire. Once again, in slow motion. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must be more Daf Lamed Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, which reminds us, regarding a chizrei using a pointed branch as a spit, Rav Nachman prohibits it, but Rav Sheshit permits it. The Gemara presents two different versions of the Malchokas, whether they're arguing over using dry wood or moist wood. So the peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay, which reminds the Gemara examines whether wood may be splintered to slivers on Yanta for one to pick his teeth. You just said, Items which are suitable for foods of an animal, the prohibition of perfecting a cleat doesn't apply to them. Rashi brings the examples of trimming hay or leaves of reeds on Shabbos to use as a toothpick. The run explains that these materials are soft enough for an animal to eat, and anything made from them would not be a lasting item. Therefore, the prohibition of perfecting a cleat from them has not been violated. So the peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay, watches men collect piles of wood in the chatzar to be used immediately for kindling a fire. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce in the Gabe, you know, one may gather hay or slivers of wood from the chatzar to kindle a fire, because everything in the chatzar is considered prepared and not muksa, provided he doesn't make piles of hay and wood. Rabbi Shimon permits making piles. The Tanakhama holds that it's prohibited to make piles because it looks as if he's gathering hay and wood for the next day and for the day after that. Was Rabbi Shimon holds that it's permitted to make piles because his pot proves his intention. Since he's collecting hay and wood for use as firewood, and people see that he's ready to cook, they'll realize he's collecting these piles for immediate use. So once again, the peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay, watches men collect piles of wood in the chatzar to be used immediately for kindling a fire. All right, now it's time for a three-blot back chazar. 
Daf Lamed. The simon for Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe, Malamed, that must be learned Daf Lamed. The Rebbe was so proud of his Talmudim who didn't protest when they saw a woman drawing water from the river on Yantav in the normal manner, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that one who brings pitchers of wine from place to place may not bring them in a basket or box, but he may bring them on his shoulder or in his hand in front of himself. Rashi explains that he may not place three or four pitchers in a box and carry them because it appears like the weekday activity of carrying burdens. But Atana taught, im ef charlushanos mutter. If it's not possible to deviate from the normal manner of transporting, it's permitted to carry the pitchers in a normal way. So the Rebbe was so proud of his Talmudim who didn't protest when they saw a woman drawing water from the river on Yantiv in the normal manner, nor give tochacha to the group of Jews dancing and clapping in a sukkah, which reminds us that even though it's forbidden for people to dance, clap, and slap their thighs on Yantiv and Shabbos, when we see people do so, we don't give them tochachim because mutiv shiyushogim v'ayumazidim. And this applies even in derises, as we see in the case of Tosef Zimikitorim, where people are required to begin their fast earlier Erev Yom Kippur, and yet we don't give tochachim to the people that eat up until it gets dark. So the Rebbe is so proud of his Talmud who didn't protest when they saw a woman drawing water from the river on Yantiv in the normal manner, nor give tochachim to the group of Jews dancing and clapping in a sukkah where the owner happened to be taking down his decorations. Which reminds us that we learned that a Tanai works to permit one to make use of a sukkah decorations, but a Tanai does not work to permit one to use the wood of a sukkah the seven days of sukkahs. Daflamidolf said the simmer Daflamidolf is the law we use a judge. So here goes. The retired judge, judge, that must be learned Daflamidolf, the law. The retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his vase on Yantiv, which reminds us we may bring wood from a field from that which has been gathered into a pile before Yantiv, umina karpaf, a field, umina mafuza, and from an enclosure one may use even from what is scattered. Rav said when it comes to leaves of reeves or leaves of vines, even if they are gathered and lying on the ground before Yantiv, since they would scatter if the wind would blow, they're considered kumufuzarim, they're considered scattered already and are prohibited. Or she explains that even if a wind doesn't scatter them, they are prohibited. Since the owner thought they would get scattered by the wind, he didn't plan on using them. Robert continues if one placed a clea on the leaves the day before Yantiv, so they would not blow away, the leaves are not muksa. So the retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his face on Yantiv, just as he was about to chop wood with the narrow blade of his axe, which reminds us that the next mission taught that one may chop wood from a beam that broke before Yantiv. However, one may not chop using a cardam, an axe, or a sickle, or a saw, but only with a butcher's cleaver. Rav Chinin of Barshalemia said in the name of Rav in regard to the cardam, the axe, The prohibition was taught only by using the wide edge of the axe blade, but using its narrow edge is permitted. One might have thought the Mishnah's leniency applies only to a butcher's cleaver that has no wide blade, but in the case of a single tool which has both an axe blade and a cleaver blade, I would say that since the side with a wide blade is prohibited, the other side with a narrow blade is also prohibited. Rav Kina is coming to inform us that the narrow side of the tool is permitted. So the retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his face on Yantiv, just as he was about to chop wood with the narrow blade of his axe, decided to breach the wall made from a pile of bricks and snack on his sealed-off produce. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Baishu Mali Peros Benifkas, of a room filled with produce, was sealed before Yantav, but on Yantav became breach. Note, Mamakam Abchas, one may take produce from the place of the breach, but Remera says, Apochas Vilchachil Benota, one may even breach the wall initially and take the produce. Rav Nechumi Barada said in the name of Rav that the mission refers to a room whose wall consists of a pile of bricks. Rashi explains that the bricks were stacked but not cemented together. Rav permits the demolition of such a wall, even though these bricks are muksa, as they were set aside for construction. Rav permits moving the muksa bricks because it's being done for the purpose of Simchas Yantiv. Daf Lamed Beis, so the similar Lamed Beis, is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in a lab, mad scientist in a lab, that must be run Daf Lamed Beis.
The mad scientist in the lab trying to haul out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins, which reminds us that Rav Yosef said that the town of the mission that says that we may not haul out a lamp because one thereby makes it into a kli is Rav Meir, who holds that the kli heres can be makalotuma once it has been hollowed out, even though it has not been hardened in a kiln. When asked that perhaps Rav Meir said that kli heres that has not been hardened in a kiln is considered completed only with regard to a large utensil because it's suitable to hold something, but here, in the case of a small lamp, what is it suitable for? The Gemara answers that even a small lamp is suitable for holding. Coins. So the mad scientist in a lab tried to hollow out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins, refused to let a poor man at his door sell them and share in the profit, which reminds us the Rav Nassim Bar Abba said in the name of Rav that the wealthy Ababo will descend to Gehenna, as can be shown by the incident where the wealthy Ababo refused to help Shabzai ben Marinus by giving him work or sustenance. Shabzai said that they were from the heir of Rav. And we learned, any Jew who is compassion with people is certainly a descendant of Avram Avinu. And anyone who is not compassion with people is certainly not a descendant of Avram Avinu. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to haul out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins refused to let a poor man at his door sell them and share in the profit because his domineering wife wouldn't let him. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce that Gimel Chayehen En Chaim. There are three types of people whose lives are not lives, and they are Hamatzapol Shulchan Chaver. One must look to another's table for sustenance. It's Misha Ishto Moshel Salab, and one whose wife rules over him. Misha Yisurin Moshlin Begufa, and one whose body is racked with pain. And some add also someone who only has one shirt, which will result in his becoming infected with the lice. The Gemara asks why the Tana Kama didn't include in his list someone who only has one shirt, and the answer is for it's possible for him to check his clothing and remove the lice from them. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.